0: So, are we doing this?
1: Yeah, I think we are.
0: Wow. Okay, I I guess we should let people know how we got to this point. What do you think?
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. An interesting story there.
0: Well, here I was, I think for the last, you started this newsletter, what was it, two years ago?
1: Yeah, I want to say, yeah, almost two years now, which is uh, crazy to think about.
0: So, by the way, anyone who says that they're going to create a a piece of content and create it consistently, I have a lot of respect for. and <laughs> So I watch this newsletter, it comes through and, you know, uh very frequently I read it and I would think this content is, is excellent. Um, and I think one day, just sort of randomly, I decided to call you up and, uh, and say, I want to have a chat. You agreed to have a quick chat. What were you expecting that I would ask of you?
1: Well, it's always an interesting conversation anytime I talk to you. Always learn a lot personally. Um, You usually come up with interesting ideas. So always, you know, open to hearing you out and, 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 you know, seeing how I can help out. And then, you know, was quite a surprise and, and, you know, honestly quite an honor uh, to, to, uh, you know, when you asked to see how we can work together. So uh, definitely definitely caught me by, by surprise for sure.
0: Because it crossed my mind that, you know, here you had all of this great content. And I thought, well, what's another medium to take this in? Perhaps people can listen to it. But I just felt that that I could act like the reader who doesn't have a clue. And you'll be the person who's researched all of this. And I could just ask you questions about the content that you've put in. And I am really into this idea of, you know, learning for life. I hope that I get the chance to do it for as long as I can. And I felt that that was what this newsletter was about. So it really, there was just a really nice connection there. Um, And luckily for me, <laughs> there was a pause when, when I spoke to you. Well, first of all, before the pause, I think we also had a conversation where I asked you if you read the paper and you said you don't really believe in keeping in touch with breaking news, <laughs> at which point I almost hung up because... I'm a journalist. And <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so we got past that little hurdle. And uh, yeah. and and you, you know, after pausing for a bit and going, what? You said, yeah, I think it sounds like a great idea. Let's give it a shot. And that's how we landed here.
1: Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm excited to do this at think I'll, I mean, I, I, you know, I was telling myself, I probably need to up my newsletter, game just to keep up with this conversation. So uh, definitely be a great push on my end.
0: <laughs> That's what I love hearing from people. <laughs> Here I am. You've been creating content consistently for two years. I just show up and suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, I better make this better. Okay. So you know what? I've got questions. I've got a ton of questions about what you, uh, what you had, um, um, what you would put out this week. So let's get started. So I find this idea of building an edge quite fascinating. I mean, you start off talking about um, how it works in investments, but let's talk about it in the context of career and, and life. What do you mean by building an edge?
1: For sure. So I start off by saying it's, it's a fairly broad definition. It means different things to different people, right? So it could, you know, vary between a specific skill. Um, It could be a domain expertise, let's say a specific industry, um, or it could be a community or location, just, you know, knowing, for example, the Toronto or the Canadian landscape really, really well. And the way I personally try to define it is, you know, using it as kind of an area where people around you, whether that's work, school, you know, within your personal Family, social circles. What exactly do they come to you for? And normally, the things that they come to you for are areas where, you know, at least relatively speaking, you may not see it that way, but you know, people see you as an expert, right? And that is probably the best place to look for when you're trying to, you know, identify or, or perhaps you know define what an edge is or what your edge is rather.
0: And the idea is that by sort of identifying, focusing, and continuing to to build that edge, um, you get this advantage. Is that right?
1: Exactly. I, I mean, you don't you don't you may not even be intentionally thinking about it that way. It may have been happenstance, but a lot of times, you know, after you're spending a lot of time doing one specific thing, you know, let's take yourself and journalism as an example, that becomes your edge over time and the skills underlying that you know build out your edge. And you know, from that, a lot of opportunities, a lot of adjacencies can emerge, right? And that that's unique, at least relative to the people around you.
0: What's interesting because it's actually very a uh, different strategy from what I see uh, quite a few people doing, where people, you know, have a main thing and they have multiple side hustles going on. Um, there's a video that you share in the newsletter with thoughts along the same line. It's by David Perel. And it's on the, uh, he, he goes into it. It's done very clearly on how to create your personal monopoly. What is your sense for how people can identify um, that edge or personal monopoly?
1: I think you got to dig deep. uh, You know, it it really comes ideally, at least from your personal interest and passion, uh, you know, in reality, you know, your passions, your personal interests, may not line up with what you do on a day-to-day basis. And so, what I find, at least in my case, it's, it's a combination of your personal interests and where you spend most of your time. And you know, speaking with David, you know, I think, given the internet, given you know the opportunities that have come to a lot of people with the internet, myself included, the more unique. Your group of interests can be the more powerful. Your personal monopoly will be, and and that's that's a very interesting point because up until you know the internet, you know a lot of times there's a localization of your monopoly or or your set of skills. There's you know so a so-called local community that ends up being built around it, and you have your local scientists, you have your local journalists. Um, with the internet, your personal monopoly can be incredibly unique, right? And, you know, on a day to day basis, I'm an investor, uh, you know, but I also like to read and I like to write. And so I, you know, I, I'm an author uh, to some extent. And so, you know, that's a unique combination against, you know, relative to the community that I'm in at least.
0: Mm. Now, you link to entrepreneur Ajay Vasndraraja's piece on this. Uh, he's titled it "Why Increasing Bet Size is an Investing Superpower and it's what inspired you to to look at this idea. Uh, he talks of seeking an edge and then doubling down on that edge. What does he mean?
1: Yeah, so I think it starts off by first you know identifying and understanding that you have an edge. A lot of times you know people don't even go like go through their lives without fully embracing that they actually have an edge and then once you go through that realization it takes a certain level of confidence to intentionally double down right in the continuous cycle of being patient working hard to stack the odds in your favor and then pushing yourself to essentially bet big um can you know and often has if you study history on you know specific individuals at least a disproportionate outcome, and you know personally, I've seen that a lot with investing. But you can see that across you know a number of uh, stories for you know a, a lot of people that you know I'm sure many of us respect.
0: Now the idea the idea of doubling down um, in one area sounds scary, and I think this is why people have all of these multiple things on the go. You know, most of us want to have a a few eggs in the basket to to protect ourselves, spread the risk a little. Uh, What do you make of that worry? It's a bit
1: ironic in my mind, at least thinking about it a bit more recently. I think, you know, what you explained um, comes with the problem of diversification. And I frame diversification potentially as a problem because, people tend to justify diversification as a way of being risk averse. And I don't necessarily buy into that theory. I think a lot of times people, at least let's take investing as an example, spread the risk by putting a few eggs in areas where they really have no business being. And so oftentimes in the process of diversification, you're increasing the unknown risk factor versus embracing the known risks in the areas that you have an edge and and, and really doubling down on that. So, yes, you know, you're concentrated in some respects, but, you know, you you also have a very strong understanding of that area. And therefore, your unknown risk is also kept at a relative minimum, which I think is fairly risk averse in some ways. Well,
0: the the other reason that people... I tend to pick up a lot of things is, uh, and you know they don't focus in on one thing but have a bunch of things that they do. Is the idea there's an allure to to new ideas and new projects and new things? Talk to me about the 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 danger of novelty.
1: I think if you look at a lot of the paths of successful people, it comes down to doing the same thing over and over again with limited to you know progressively increasing levels of success with you know recognition perhaps honestly going down over time especially as expectations increase even though the job itself never gets easier and so the idea of doing something new versus continuing to go down that path of you know staying focused on one specific area is quite appealing right to the to your point around novelty it it is you know a lot more interesting a lot easier in some ways to continuously try new things versus staying focused on one specific area and ideally becoming a master of your craft right and, and so that that to me is a is a big you know danger behind novelty
0: now the other thing that i that i found interesting that you um uh alluded to in your article is Uh, The idea of social status, uh, that social status um, and our awareness of of social status uh, can be a problem. Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it comes down to the reasons as to why you may or may not be, you know, having a so-called concentrated bet or perhaps, you know, doubling down, right? Your reason is because, you know, you like the social status associated with Reasons can ultimately lead to, you know, inevitably failure in a lot of cases, or at least taking on risks that, you know, may not be warranted. And and so the goal is to really increase your bets in more of a process driven manner, really understanding your edge, understanding the odds, understanding kind of, you know, how stacked are the odds in your favor, and then Mm -hmm. making bets versus making bets because everyone else is doing it or everyone else wants you to do it and so in investing it's quite common to see you know a lot of successful investors for example move on and chase larger deals you know across multiple asset classes versus staying focused on smaller deals and perfecting that process bringing it down to a sign it's a lot more alluring a lot more uh, a lot more credit comes with going after the larger whales, so to speak and, and you know part of that is the social status that comes with it
0: it's interesting. Are there other people that that come to mind, um, sort of sort of big names that you can think of that you think do this really well?
1: I think Elon Musk is a great example of someone who has repeatedly taken and made concentrated bets versus the so-called, you know, perhaps diversification route, and, and you know that that's paid off phenomenally well for him. Obviously, he, he's <laughs> A very talented person but the fact that he kind of takes everything that he has perhaps spreads it across maybe you know three to five things at most but early on if you look at his path he kind of took everything that he made from paypal put it into tesla and then you know took that or took the vast majority of that kind of helped build spacex so it's a very you know concentrated bet each time and that's allowed him to uh you know Bring on some, you know, incredible outcomes, not just for himself, but for a lot of people around him.
0: It's interesting because, you know, that's funny that you say Elon Musk because I, I sometimes feel that I don't know how he, how he manages to keep his day to 24 hours because he, his hand is in so many things and they're all so uniquely innovative that, that it's interesting that you, that you picked his name. So, <laughs> so let me ask you this. Um, so we're chatting, we're doing this. Uh, Is this making a concentrated bet?
1: (laughs) I I wouldn't get ahead of ourselves just yet. It's only our first episode. (laughs) I think uh, there's a bit more time before we call it a concentrated bet.
0: Fair enough. Okay, you put me in my place. Brilliant. (laughs) Um, Thank you. And uh, can't wait to chat again next week. Absolutely. Definitely excited for this okay,